Welcome to Studio RC, a daily encouragement for your recovery and your faith. My name is Pastor Max. I am an alcoholic and a believer, and I am sober today only by the grace of God and the program found within the 12 Step Fellowships. It's so great that you're here with us this week. We're going to take a look at the love chapter. This is part one of three parts, and today we're going to kind of take an overview of the love chapter from 1 Corinthians 13, um, as well as the concept one day at a time. I'm actually wearing a shirt that says, I love South Jersey, and the truth is, I love all the areas, but being from South Jersey, we want the people around here to know that we love them, and if you're tuning in, know that you are loved today as well. Let me just start off with the scripture. It comes from 1 Corinthians 13. We're doing verses 4 through 8. Um, and so listen to these words. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hope, hopes. It always perseveres. Love, as described and demonstrated by God, never fails. And then in the 13th verse, it says, Now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. And so we want to tackle love today. Love is not simply a feeling. I would even argue it's not even a feeling. It is about service to one another and to, to, to other people. And we want to do that and to keep that in mind um, in day-type compartments. As we think about our recovery, um, part of why we want to focus on love is both in our addiction and recovery, we might not have always felt like we've experienced love, and we've also not sure how to extend that love. But one way to set us up for success in both recovery as well as receiving and giving love is by doing it one day at a time. It says, and as Bill sees, is above all, take it one day at a time. One day at a time is probably the only way that we can reach our long range objectives of staying clean and staying sober. On a one day at a time basis, we can be confident that we can stay away from a drug or a drink for one day. And we're able to set out with confidence with that mindset. And we need that sometimes, we need that confidence. We need to understand about living in the now. It tells us in the Living Sober book, we try living in the now just in order to stay sober. And it works. Living life in 24-hour segments is an effective and satisfying way to handle many other matters as well. But in regards to recovery, in regards to being sober, 24-hour segments, that's an effective and satisfying way to do it. One day at a time. It can become our lifeline in moments of stress. I just have to do this one day at a time, one moment at a time. Each stage of our recovery unfolds and can bring wonders and, and delight if we do not interfere or let my expectations override my expectations. As Bill sees it says, the idea of 24-hour living applies primarily to our emotional life of the individual. Emotionally speaking, we must not live in yesterday nor in tomorrow. We can't feel the guilt and shame of the past or concern or worry for the future. We want to just live in the now. 
Each year we have 12 months, 52 weeks, 365 days, 8,760 hours and over 525, 100,000 minutes to live this life, to stay clean, to stay sober. In order to live emotionally within a 24-hour frame, if I can do that, I don't have to make New Year's resolutions because I can make every day a New Year's day. Each day I can measure my life by trying to do a little better, by deciding to follow God's will and by making an effort to put the principles of our AA program and our NA program and Recovery Church into action. And that leads us to our love chapter. We're doing this one day at a time, but to understand that we stand in the presence of, of God's infinite power and love, as it, it, it says in the big book in um, We Agnostics, we want to understand love. So love in the love chapter, it's, it, it, Paul writes this um, and all of the descriptions are verbs, not adjectives. He, he doesn't share it in such a way that it's, um, these are descriptive words. These are action and active words. So he begins this with two verbs describing positively what love is. What is love? Love is patient and love is kind. As we're going through this list, I want you to, to be thinking about, is this a strength or a weakness for you? What are the areas of love that you do well in? And maybe what are some of the areas of love that you struggle in? Love is patient. And isn't it interesting that the very first word Paul chooses to describe love is patience. And again, not an adjective, but a verb. And it means to bear patiently with the other people's faults, offenses, to be long-suffering. We see the potential in people. And it doesn't demand instant maturity or growth when we're patient with others. Whether it's newcomers, whether it's people who don't understand our recovery, we want to extend patience. Love's kind. It's not hard, but it's, it's intentional to be kind. And the world is often not kind, but we want to be kind. Practicing loving kindness and loving acts of kindness to others. And then Paul shifts. He describes what love is negatively, what love is not. He uses seven, again, verbs to describe love negatively, what love does not do. Love does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. It does not envy. It doesn't burn with zeal because glad love is glad for others. Love doesn't have rivals or competition in, in love. We, we, we cannot love and envy at the same time. Um, we don't boast. Love doesn't boast. It doesn't exaggerate yourself. It means to literally to be a windbag about yourself. Um, that's not what love is. And love's not proud. It doesn't inflate. It, it, it doesn't create a critical or judging spirit. Because that's when we inflate ourselves. We do that. We become critical and judging of others. It's not rude. It doesn't act disgracefully or dishonorably toward others. It's not self-seeking. It doesn't put ourselves before others or seeking our own advantage. The truth is love is about putting someone else or other people first. Love does not use people to gain its own advantage. That's not what the, the concept of love. Love is not easily angered. 
It keeps no record of wrong. Wrong. What's really interesting is anger is short term and keeping a record of wrongs is long term. We're not easily angered. We're not easily provoked. We're not stirred up or irritated or touchy or yield to provocation. We're not quick to react. But instead, instead we keep no record of wrongs. No slow burn, this long-term thing. We don't count the evil and credit to someone else's account. We don't count it against somebody. I'll ask you this question. Are you waiting to settle a score or bring up the past with somebody? That's not love because that's keeping a record of wrongs. When you're waiting to get somebody or to have a gotcha moment, that doesn't demonstrate love. And then love is described with these two contrasting statements. Love does not delight in evil, but love does rejoice with the truth. There's no pleasure in unrighteousness and injustice and wickedness, people being mistreated, but it does rejoice with the truth at all costs. It loves people, and it even sometimes requires confrontation and to, uh, to really um, experience maybe sometimes even tough love because it rejoices with the truth. Not brutality, but an honesty and truth that builds up. And then four things love always does. Love always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. The Greek word, love always protects, the Greek word is to the roof. It protects, it, it covers. By its very nature, protection is a byproduct of love. Love always trusts, it believes in, it commits to this trustworthy God that has extended us love. Love always hopes. Love is this unabashedly, is unabashedly optimistic. It looks forward to the future with confidence and grace. Things can get better. I can stay sober. Sobriety and recovery and being clean can be part of my future. Love always hopes. And it always, love always perseveres. Love never stops loving. It faces rejection and oppositions, but, but it, doesn't, it doesn't slow us down. It, it helps us to persevere. Again, I encourage you, find three strength areas, three weakness areas. Another one is, instead of replace love, put, replace love with your name. Can you say... Max, Mary, Jane is patient. Max is kind. Max does not envy. He does not boast. Whoo, that puts some weight to it. We're told in John 13, a new command I give to, and this is Jesus, love one another. This is a new idea. This is a new thing that Jesus was introducing. It wasn't that it was a common thing. He said, a new command I give to, love one another. As I have loved you, So you must love one another. And by this, your love, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. The world will know us by our love. That's what Jesus says. It's a new command that I'm giving to you and he gives to us today. Love one another. And I want to just close our time in our our initial discussion about love with the Lord's Prayer. But listen to these words. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Your kingdom, God, right now. Come right now. Thy will be done right now on earth, right here as it is in heaven. 
Do you believe this, that when we pray the Lord's Prayer, that God's, that God's kingdom can come on earth right now, that his will can come from heaven on earth. Sometimes we, we feel like our world is broken. Sometimes we feel like our world is beyond hope, beyond repair. But when we pray this with, the, with the, our understanding of love, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom, your kingdom come, your will, God, right now be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. We want to forgive others out of love and lead us not to temptation, but instead deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Amen. My question for you today is what does love require of me today? What does love require of you today? In your recovery in your relationships, in your daily dealings, what does love require of you? Know today that you are loved and that we're encouraged to love one another in the same way that is described in the love chapter because love as described by God, as shown by God, never fails. So may you know today that you're loved and may you in your recovery Show that love to others. May God bless you and keep you. And remember, this is Recovery Church, Studio RC. There are 12 steps, but one goal, and they're all certainly fueled by love.